Hi, Melissa. Well, how are you? I'm good. I feel like we just did this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, we are back with this episode of the podcast to introduce you to a few more of our newest team members here at CMA headquarters. Um, You all, our listeners, had the privilege of meeting Don Coleman and Ishan Tooley, um, I guess at this point, um, a couple months ago (laughs) on the podcast. Uh, But we are really excited to bring you three new staff team members that joined us over the summer and who have hit the ground running, literally, uh, just with the number of sheer number of events and and things we've got going on this fall and early into the first quarter of next year. So they've they've had not I don't want to say a trial by fire because that's a little mean, but but we certainly uh, we certainly appreciated having them on board when they came on board. Um, Melissa, do you want to tell us a little bit about who we're chatting with today? Sure, absolutely. So first up, we have Michelle Carrington, who is a uh, Director of Education uh, for us. Uh, Next, we have Samaya Arcusa, who is our Manager of Student Programming. Very exciting. And most exciting for for Kyle and I is Brendan Beckett, who is our new Coordinator of Digital Marketing and uh, really helping to help augment our communications team and do some new stuff in the digital space. So, I mean, really, without any further ado, I think we should just dive into these interviews because these folks are fabulous. It is our pleasure to to be working with them. For sure. So we'll let them speak for themselves. Welcome to Michelle and Sumaya and Brendan. Well, we are so excited to be talking um, with another new colleague um, here at CMAA and welcome Michelle Carrington to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Michelle, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, Let's see. So, my name is Michelle Carrington. Um, I'm new to the staff. I started at the end of June, so very, very new. Um, And I'm now the, my title is so long, so this has been one of those things to remember. I'm the Director of Educational Resources and Virtual Learning. So, I work in the Professional Development Department, um, working um, with most of the basically professional development education that's going to happen, webinars, and you know, pretty much helping people get that education they need and towards their certifications. Um, and outside of that, I'm born and raised in Baltimore, lived in the um, DC, Maryland, and VA area. I always want to say DMV, and everybody doesn't necessarily know what that is. So, <laughs> so um, born and raised in this area, I went to school in upstate New York and then came back to the area and basically started working mostly customer service early on, which I find is very conducive to the background I've had in a lot of my jobs. And then I got into um, associations and I like them, you know, so <laughs> here I am. That's awesome. I, I think I think that's a great point. You know, I think a lot of what we do is is that service uh, aspect. So I'm sure that brings a lot to <laughs> to the role. And as you uh, get to know our members better and understand how many of them are, are interested and maybe obsessed with is the wrong word, but focused on um, service. And I think that's a that's that's a great trait. So tell us what you're passionate about. What gets you excited? 
Um, I get excited. I get excited about learning. I really, I really have. It has been part of a lot of the roles I've had. And then just like my interest, because I don't think we ever stop learning, whether it's something, and I'll probably go into that with my hobbies and stuff. But in that sense of, you always want to learn something new, whether it's something personally or professionally. So I really am about that. I'm big on DEI, the quality across, you know, learning and education or professional development, because there are thresholds and, you know, different ceilings that are out there. And so it's good to be aware of your colleagues as well as just people you're working with, you know, what things they may be up against. 100%. I think that that's, it's really exciting to hear that, some, you know, our new team members coming on board are um, excited about working in the DEI space, um, especially, obviously, we know societally, <laughs> we've had, a, we've had a little bit of a reckoning over the last couple of years. But I think in in our association and in our industry in particular, this is somewhere where we only have improvements to make and um, there's a lot of opportunity for growth and development and like I said continuous improvement um, and the more perspectives that we can have on that um, is so valuable and obviously like we we are just starting to hold the mirror up to ourselves and and recognize where our shortcomings are um, in that regard so we're very excited to have someone else on board who's tied into that and cares deeply about it so thank you for that michelle you're welcome. <laughs> so you've been with us for a couple months now um and surprise michelle is not the newest newbie <laughs> anymore <laughs> But she's still getting her arms wrapped around stuff. But in the last couple of months, what can you say has been the coolest thing that you've gotten to work on? Or what are you most excited to to start working on here coming up soon? So big project for me is the conference and working with the speakers. And actually, that is something I would say, like, coming into the role when I was looking for a role. I was in education and conferences were part of that, but that was like my favorite part of it. So I get to do that, you know, now and everything. And as much as there is planning with it, I do, I'm one of those creative people, but also I do have a little bit of the, you know, I can plan, I can do a schedule. I got plenty of lists and spreadsheets and tracking yes. things. So yes. <laughs> Not just having the big ideas and everything. So I am excited about that because most of the time with, I think, any association, we talk to people, we make up the smaller meetings. It's the big meetings where you get to go and interact and see everybody, you know, just kind of in the element and interacting with each other and find out what are you excited about? Because it's normally in a niche. So you're maybe in one part of the country getting an idea, but this is bringing everybody together and, you know, you get to find out. So what's going on with you over here? And this may be different from what's happening with you over here, but we're all here now saying we all need to focus maybe on this over here, which is big and, you mm -hmm. know, going fine and thriving in another part of the country. So. I'm excited to see that. I mean, it's just a different market. So 100%. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I always like tell people that their first time going to World Conference is really cool because you get to just put a lot of context to everything else that we've oh. been working on throughout the year. Um, and so you'll yeah you'll get to finally put all the pieces together and you get to work on the exciting stuff like you said get to work connect with speakers and and do all of that and put the vision together. So we're Tell, telling 
tales out of school here. We're very excited to have you on board and to help us be working yeah. on this stuff because you know as well as we do, it's a big undertaking to put together such a a large event like World Conference. And um, yeah, we're we're glad to have someone with some more expertise. Teammate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <a> teammate, <laughs> exactly, because right. it is truly a team effort. It's a team um, yeah. Thinking about not work for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your perfect non-work day look like? We just got off of a long weekend. We're recording this right after Labor Day weekend, and Michelle <laughs> informed us that her birthday is tomorrow. So help us wish her happy birthday. Um, birthday. But <laughs> but what kind of stuff do you like to do in your off time? What hobbies are you into? So I have a crochet business. Yes. <laughs> we love so fiber I, arts. Yeah, I have so an online crochet business. And so my perfect day... It's hanging with friends, it's traveling and stuff, but like if it's the day-to-day here, it's turning on some music um, or game shows. So I I like to be focused on my fiber and I can't do that if I'm trying to watch a movie or something. So music and or game shows, because I can answer the question and <laughs> or guess the price of something <laughs> while I'm crocheting. So it's like that balcony doors open depending on the weather, but, you know, just sitting there and going to town. <laughs> that sounds so dreamy. I love that. How long have you been crocheting for? Uh, I taught myself. That's the whole teaching. Um, 17 years ago. And it was like little story. My best friend was pregnant with her first child and I wanted to do something personal for her. I had learned younger, but I, you know, wasn't up mm-hmm. to speed on it. So I got a book, retaught myself and made her like a whole little layout set and everything for her first child. I love that. Oh, and awesome. since then, everybody was like, well, that's nice. Can you do other things? I was like, let me see. You know, so I mostly do kind of toy stuff. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I love that. <laughs> I'm a big fiber arts fan. I learned how to knit like two or three years ago. My mom has been a knitter my whole life. And I always thought I didn't have the patience for it, <laughs> which... I should have known better. But then after like a year of the pandemic, I was like, mom, can you please teach me how to knit? Because I can't doom scroll on my phone anymore. I need something else to do with my hands. <laughs> it is. It's just, it, it focus. It's just like, you know, if you get into whatever you're doing, even if it's a scarf and it becomes the longest scarf uh-huh. ever, <laughs> you're just like, here we go. You know? do, do, do. Right. I ran out of yarn. Okay. Okay. Time to get some more. I guess I'm done with this right. one. <laughs> so. That definitely is, uh, that's a good day. I love that. That (laughs) does sound like a good day. I fully support that. Um, Melissa, did you have other questions for Michelle? I don't. I just, it's so exciting to get to know more about you and you and Kyle are going to have to hit the, we have some amazing um, fiber shops around us in Old Town. You guys are going to have to field trip. uh, Yes. Coming soon. (laughs) I'll take you to Fiberspace. We can go check it out. It's really excellent. Yeah. Well, I think I looked that up recently. It's a blue. It's blue. It's right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I have to resist, you know. I I do know. It's a real (laughs) struggle. (laughs) You walk in and it's just here. Take all my money. Just take it. Light it on fire. I don't care. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Michelle, one last question. Since mm-hmm. it's your birthday tomorrow, what's your what's your favorite birthday dessert? 
My favorite birthday dessert. Oh, I actually asked my mother to make this from scratch, which I know she's not going to do, but um, red velvet cake. Woo! Because I make it myself. But I told her, yeah, I was like, you got to make it. I mean, she was like, flour? I was like, yeah, of course it's flour if it's from scratch. Yeah, I need Uh the cake. (laughs) (laughs) And I want the icing from scratch, everything, Uh and chocolate shavings. And she was like, yeah, so I go into the store. And I'll get you that. So, Absolutely. but yes. Red, red velvet. velvet. Okay. Well, now I know who I have to fight for the red velvet when it comes into the office. Um, with when we, you know, people send us cupcakes and such. I'm not, now I know my competition. So, okay. So I know I'll be like, what floor is that on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking for the hoarded red velvet. Come to the second right. floor. That'll, that'll be us. So, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Excellent. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us and sharing a little bit more about yourself. We are, again, so excited and thrilled to have you on the team and really looking forward to the next several months and meshing in with you a little bit better and getting to know each other even more. But um, yeah, we can't wait to, to see what's next for CMAA with you on the team. Thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody's been very welcoming. They're great. Good. So. I'm looking forward to it, too. Great. Well, we are really excited to welcome another one of our newest team members uh, to the podcast. Today, we are joined by Sumaya Arcusa. Did I say that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that was perfect, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Go me. Go me. Um, But we are going to learn a little bit more about Sumaya and what she's doing here at CMAA. And yeah. So, Sumaya, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, just to get started, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose in life or something? Um, yeah, so uh, I guess to start off with a, a little bit of background, um, I am a PG member. Um, I was an assistant golf professional before I came to CMAA. Um, realized that I needed maybe a little bit more flexibility in my work-life balance and was lucky enough to be able to come to CMAA um, and work with the students, which I've pretty much been doing since before I graduated from college and something that I've always loved doing. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much why I'm here. And uh, (laughs) like I said, I just love working with the students. I love trying to be a mentor for people and um, just trying to help students find different um, networks and resources. Well, one of my favorite things about Samaya, and there are many of favorite things, let's be very clear, but one of my favorite things about Samaya is that she used to be a student member of CMA. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like and how that informed your decision to come work here? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, in some ways, I still feel like a student member because I haven't really (laughs) gotten into the part of the fact that I've graduated college already. (laughs) Understood. Um, Understood. Yeah, it it definitely, um, being a student member definitely affected my decision of joining CMAA just because all of my experiences as a student member have just been amazing, super fun. Um, The large network that I have is definitely in part of being a student member. and, you know, it's, it's just one of those kinds of, um, I guess, just groups and organizations that you want to be a part of. And, you know, everybody that's around you is nothing but supportive and helpful. And 
um, you know, that really affected my decision of wanting to be a part of that for a really long time. So, uh, yeah. Yay. Well, I think it's really cool that we now have someone in the role of student development manager who has been a student member. And so you really have a unique perspective on how that program can continue to grow and serve our student members. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can do with our student program and how it can continue to blossom. So yay. (laughs) Um, Aside from the student stuff and all of the things that you have going on there, of which there are many, and I know that your first couple weeks here or months, I don't even know how long it's been, have been a lot of getting your arms around the program just as students are getting back to school. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about what you're most passionate about? And it can be work-related, it can be life-related, it doesn't matter. Mm, You gave me a hard question. Um, (laughs) I told you these were hard-hitting questions. And and it's what I'm most passionate about, you said? Yes. I don't know, maybe just getting things done. Because, like, that could be, like, in the aspect of, like, work or life. So, like, right now, I just bought a house and, you know, we're trying to get, like, 15 different things done. Um, And I'm really passionate about just, like, you know, checking those things off the list. I love making lists, Um, again, whether that's work or life. So, I guess you could say I'm passionate about getting things done. (laughs) We love an efficient queen. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. You're with, you're with your people here. Yeah, that's, you're among Get, friends. Getting the stuff done. <laughs> you, you say how much you love lists. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this whole notebook is lists. <laughs> yeah. I love a list. Much like Melissa loves a spreadsheet. We oh. love to organize our, our things. Um, now that you've, you know, been in the, the program for a second, what is the coolest thing that you're working on right now? I know it's been busy with back to school and just kind of trying to get our student chapters set up for this, the fall semester. Um, but what's one cool thing that you've uh, you've come across and that you've gotten to work on? Um, well, this goes without saying that all of it's pretty cool, but I think probably the coolest thing I've been working on, and that's been definitely taking up most of my time so far, um, is the verified internship program. and I think it's super cool and I I love working on it because, you know, it really broadens those opportunities for students and for clubs, too, that are involved. Um, just because, like, first of all, a lot of clubs don't even know the Verified Internship Program exists. And that's quite a shame just because it's such a really good thing to be a part of. Um, we actually just approved a club in New Zealand. So that's also really cool. Um, you know, so that also broadens up the international aspect for students as well, just to intern places that aren't domestic. Um, and it's, you know, a great opportunity. I had a lot of friends who interned internationally, not VIP related, but, um, you know, it just kind of opens up a whole brand new window for everybody. And, you know, it's it's just super cool to see um, how many different places you can connect to different students. It's It's so cool. I love that. And Melissa, I think I'm going to apply for an internship in New Zealand. So I'll see you um, later. <laughs> Kyle, I'm, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you, you passed the internship stage. <laughs> Are you saying I'm too old? Is that what you're no, saying? No, but 
I, I'm just saying you've you've passed that stage. I'm There's sorry. something I could always <laughs> learn. Come on, bursting my my dreams. Fine, it's fine. Um, Samaria, you mentioned that you guys just bought a house and that you're trying to get all the things done there. Which anyone who's bought a house or moved knows what that's like. It's the worst. Um, but aside from that, which feels very grown up and adulty and like lame, um, <laughs> what hobbies do you have? You you said you remember the PGA, so we know you golf. But what other hobbies do you have that you are super excited about? Um, well, the main one that I'm super excited about is that I make like candles and like wax melts and stuff. Um, and I don't know what it is. It's just super fun. I, you know, I, I started doing it when I was in college because like I was burning candles and, you know, they were like letting soot all over the place and it was just super mm-hmm. gross. And I learned that a lot of like mainstream candles are made with paraffin waxes, which like emit carcinogens when you burn them. Um, so given that I'm going to be having a baby and I have a dog and I have a partner that I live with in this house, um, I wanted to try to find like more effective ways of burning candles without being harmful to people. Um, so I started, you know, testing everything. And then once I actually got like quote grown up money, I really started to be able to test legitimately. Um, <laughs> and I've done a couple like farmers markets in Alexandria and, you know, have really it's, it's a little slower right now just because of how much is going on. But, um, yeah, it's something that I love doing. I can confirm. Samaya's candles are fabulous. I have one in my office right now. And it smells like Christmas trees, which is my favorite smell. And it makes me very happy. So thank you for that, Samaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Melissa, what other questions do you have for Samaya? Since I've bogarted this entire interview. You have. Uh, Samaya, I know you mentioned that you are you know, a PGA professional um, and that you enjoy golf. And we're really excited to have a ringer like you on in the membership department now. So what's what's your best golf story? What's your best playing golf story? So many. Um, I guess I guess the 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 best one that I can recall is when I was a senior in high school. I mean, I I think I say this to everybody when they ask me, like, what's my favorite memory? Um, when I was a senior in high school, I was competing for the state competition in Maryland. That's where I grew up. Um, and I'd made state competition every single year of high school, but only made it to the first day and then got cut out because my scores weren't good enough. So my junior year, I learned the very hard way and I shot a 107 on the first day, worst round I've ever played. Um, because I kept getting stuck in the bunker. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> After that round, I spent like three hours in the bunker with my dad. And like literally until we couldn't see anything anymore. It was so dark outside. Um, and then after that, I just kept training on it. And I hadn't really struggled with a bunker shot since then. So I come back for my senior year. I'm like really determined. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to try to get to the second day. But if I don't, like I don't want to beat myself up. Um, so I started the competition first day. I shoot an 82, which breaks my personal best. So I'm like, oh crap, like this went really well. (laughs) 
and you know, I could feel that I was playing well. Like I was, I was definitely in a groove. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is after you play around, you still don't know if you make the cut or not because the cut is determined on the entire field. So like sure. if somebody shoots like a 65 and then somebody shoots like a 118, you know, it, it kind of throws off like the, the mean of the. It's all the, relative. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know what score I had to shoot. I just knew it had to be pretty low. Um, so, you know, happy about the 82, but biting my nails, hoping that I would get to the second day. So, um, you know, I'm just sitting there waiting around, you know, still proud of myself because I played really well. And then my coach comes up to me and he's like, all right, we'll see you back here tomorrow. And I'm like, what? So I, I made the cut. And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, I think he said the cut was like 86 or something like that. So I had a couple strokes to spare, which was really, really cool and really good news. Um, so then the second day came, I was like, obviously super nervous again, because I was like, I, this is uncharted territory. I've never done this before. Um, <laughs> But I kept trying to remind myself, like, this is the same golf course I played yesterday. The only thing that's going to be different is, like, the pin placements or whatever. But if I just keep it in my head that this is exactly what I did yesterday and do the exact same thing, um, then, you know, we'll we'll be good. Um, I wasn't even thinking about placing. I was just like, you know what? Let's just play well, take a deep breath, you know, have fun. So I'm playing, getting in a really, really good groove, and I shoot an 80 that day, which broke my personal best the previous day. (laughs) So I was like, well, that's cool. (laughs) So then I came back, and, um, you know, we're all, I I was done, and I finished the last hole, and I started crying because I'd never played so well. And it was my last match as, like, a high school student before I went off to college, uh, all very super emotional. And as soon as I finished the last putt, I like ran over to my family. <laughs> um, very like Disney movie-esque. <laughs> um, but yeah, finished with an 80 and everything and came back and found out that I placed tied for seventh in the state of Maryland That's for women. Awesome. So it was, it was definitely like one of the coolest experiences golf wise I've had. Um, and, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, seventh in the state of Maryland, like, I just feel like that's so crazy. Maryland's a big state, especially with golfers. So, um, yeah, no, just such a super cool experience. Oh, I love that. That makes me very nostalgic for, like, high school sports. It's also the yeah. fall, and that's when I would, like, this is, like, peak nostalgia time for me anyways. My brain exactly. just, like, gets sucked back into that feeling. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I love, love that. Yeah. That's so cool. And then you played in college, too, right, obviously? Yeah, so I played at two different colleges. My first year, I went to Holy Cross in South Bend, Indiana. And then my, uh, all the rest of the years, I went to Maryland Eastern Shore. Love that. Love that. Thank you for That's so that cool. With us. Yes, thank you. That That's story. such a cool story. Um, now you're all you're gonna have to give us non-golfers like golf lessons. You know that, right? Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Anyways. Um, I think that covers all of our things. That was such a lovely story, and I think it's a perfect thing to end on. Um, but Maya, we Melissa and I especially we're so excited that you're here because you're right down the hall from us and you're our new our new hallway neighbor and um 
we're, you know, just thrilled to have someone new on our team and who comes with such enthusiasm and experience uh, to work with our students. And I know that our student program is in good hands with you. And I'm looking forward to all that you bring to CMAA. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I mean, the, the, the pleasure is all mine. You're such a great team to work with. <laughs> all I love can't say this, but we're having an emotional moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. We're all fine here now. We're all fine. Okay. All fine. Uh, anyways, thank you, Sumaya, for spending some time with us today. And for our listeners, you can read more about Sumaya and all of our other new team members, obviously, on our website where we have little staff bios. Um, and again, if you need to connect with Sumaya, she covers our student programs. So if you've got questions about anything related to student membership, faculty, etc., Sumaya is your girl. That's where you want to go. Um, I think that wraps us up for this one. <laughs> okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. My name is Brendan Beckett. Um, I just graduated from Towson University uh, in December 2022. Uh, I'm going back, though, um, this fall. I just um, got accepted into their interactive media design program. So that's super exciting. Uh, I can't wait to get that underway. Um, something I'm very passionate about is just design. That's why I'm going into this field. That's why I'm going back to school for it. Um, it's something that's always been on my mind since I was a kid, personally, just drawing and art. And I was like, I guess that weird kid that always took art way too seriously <laughs> compared to everyone else. Um, everyone else was like, oh, it's just an elective. But, you know, for me, I was in my little corner locked in. I was like, no, I need to get this done. <laughs> um, so that's when I kind of knew that it clicked for me that, okay, maybe this is what I'm meant to do because the way that I take it um, seriously compared to everyone else, it, it was like night and day for me personally. So um, that's something that I just want to continue pursuing. And uh, well, I can't wait for the rest of my career, hopefully. Um, and I guess what drew me into CMAA obviously applying for the position um i saw that it was within the field that i was going into and i'm trying to explore more of and uh i remember my first interview with uh, melissa shout out to melissa because um <laughs> i feel like it was it was very uh it was it was a very i felt very light going into the uh the interview um, I didn't feel this wave of anxiety, and I felt like that um, having that interview with Melissa for the first time, I, I felt like it was, I guess, a, a sign of things to come that I wouldn't feel like this overwhelming anxiety like in this position. And I felt like that was very important for me being a recent grad, finally entering into the uh, the world of real work. <laughs> um, so that was super important and then getting to meet the rest of the team um i was like yeah no like i prayed every single night <laughs> before bed that i would um land a job because just being around the, those group of people at that time i was like yeah no like this is where i want to be um i could tell that they all feel like energetic no one doesn't sound like they hate their job 
And I feel like sometimes you go into interviews and people hate their job and want you to come on. It's like, why, why would I want to be here and you don't want to be here? So um, that's something that was uh, very important to me. And since being here now for my month anniversary just passed. So <laughs> since being here, it's been very exciting. It's been very fun um, getting to know everyone. Um, I think the most exciting project or projects that I'm working on, I would say is working on the National Student um, Education Conference uh, designs. I feel like that's super exciting um, that, you know, that that's something that I would be able to see. Like, oh, I did that. And <laughs> it's, that's, I feel like that's super cool. And I realize at my age, people I talk to, they don't, they're not really in their field right now. So I think I just realized how much of a blessing it is that I am in my field so early. I know people say that, wow, they wait 10, 15 years to get into their field. Um, so the fact that I'm already like breaking in um, is super exciting. And I really just can't wait to see what else I can unlock and what can I can explore. Um, and that's, that's so awesome. Brandon, I'm just going to jump in and interrupt you for one <laughs> second because I had a very similar experience when I started at CMAA. I was very young too. I think I was right around your age, a little older, maybe a year older. But similarly, I felt very fortunate to be able to be working in a job that was in my career field, in my degree field, where same thing. I had so many friends who were, you know, not working in their degree field or were like, oh, I'm just going to go back to school because I can't find a job. So, <laughs> um, and it was, it was really special to then be able to take what I'd been working on in college and immediately apply it to what I was doing at work. And so, you know, we're really, obviously, we're so grateful and fortunate to have you on our team um, because your passion for art and design and your eye for detail has already come through in so much of what you've created for us already. And I think the sky's the limit too on what you can do for us here. Um, but yeah, I totally understand what you mean when you say you feel really blessed to be in working in your field um, right out of school. So I'm glad that we could provide that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you have such great energy and I, you know, going through the hiring process is always difficult. We were so excited to be able to add a team member uh, to our communications team. Um, Kyle, Roy and myself, you know, we, we have so many more projects that we've worked on. Um, over the last couple of years and our load has just gotten so heavy and we really wanted to do new things in the digital space and really augment the skills that we have um, already on staff with your talents and you know one of the the the, the, the couple of things uh, struck me when I read your resume and then in our initial uh, interview and then that the follow-up interview process um, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience at Towson uh, both with your fraternity and both with the the program that you worked on um, at Towson in the video and audio space? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's going in, uh, into it uh, at Towson. So when I finally crossed my fraternity, Alpha Five Fraternity Incorporated, um, it was something I know I was looking at the Instagram page and I was like, okay, this needs work. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be the one to do it because I know that you always have those people and that that that, that see something. And I didn't want to be that person to just 
complain about something and not have the solution for it. So I saw that, okay, this needs work. So I'm going to work hard to do that. And with my line brothers, shout out to them, that they was like, yeah, no, like you're one of the most creative people that we've ever met. Um, Saying what you can produce and things like that. And I was like, yeah, no, like I want to make sure that I'm like keeping our history alive, but also moving forward as well. Because we're in at this time, 2021, things shouldn't look like they were made in 1990. So it's like we got to make sure that we're keeping up with the times, but still paying homage to those who came before us, because without them, we wouldn't be here. So I know that I want to take that next step and I wanted to create an actual brand logo for us. Um, someone that you can point and be like, yeah, like that's that's Mew Road. That's Alpha Phi that's Alpha. And I remember I worked for like a month on that logo. And I remember I had um, brothers that came before me um, hitting me up like, yeah, no, like this is actually really cool. And those were coming from dudes who um, were the previous people who were into the design aspect. So it meant a lot coming from them because they they were setting the mode um, before I got there. So continuing from that, making flyers and presentations, everything was like, I want everything to be like a spectacle. It's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, now I want people to see it and want to keep watching it and keep like looking at it over and over again. Like, oh yeah, no, like whoever made this, they did their thing. And that's something that I got a lot of, like, you know, like who made this? Like, this is like super cool. Cause I know even for me, like I never been the type to be like, oh yeah, made by Brendan or anything like that. <laughs> because I didn't think that was like really important. Um, but I just, I, I want people to enjoy it. So like, that's something with my fraternity that I hold near and dear. And I still give my input here and there. But like, yeah, I think we should do this. Um, a consultant, if you will. Um, so that's, I still kind of do that. And with the organization I was a part of, the Unstable Blog Show, I broke into, that was the first organization I joined at Towson. I wanted to get my feet wet. It was like, okay, I'm not a part of anything yet. It's my second semester. Let me see what's out there. And I remember seeing these people on campus running around with these cameras and having like these big events. I said, who are these people and how do I get in? So um, I remember first joining, I think for like a month or two, I didn't I didn't do anything yet because I was so like fresh. Like they didn't like really trust me yet. But I remember once I broke in, it was like, all right, Brendan, you're up. You're going to record this video for us and you're going to edit it for us. And I remember to this day, I still have that video on my laptop and my iPad. That's the only video I have from that thing because it like meant so much that like this was kind of like my my origin story. <laughs> so it was like super exciting. It was super fun. I still watch that video. And sometimes I look back like, man, I edited the heck out of that video. <laughs> because like sometimes I got to pat my own back. <laughs> I love but, that. <laughs> That was super fun. That was super exciting. And over time, I just kept putting in that work on um, offering me the editor-in-chief position. So I was like, I know my hard work is paying off. So let me continue going down this path and see what I can do from there. I love that. I thought I love what you said about your approach to your fraternities, like social media and just the branding and imaging, because that approach, the idea of, oh, well, I need to refresh this and make it modern and new, but also don't not discount the history and the tradition that's behind it, because that's exactly what we 
wanted um, and what we try to do at CMAA, right? Because we're an organization that's almost 100 years old. We have so much history and tradition and truly history and tradition are a huge part of what all of our members clubs are about too. Um, and to we want to make sure we honor that while at the same time making sure that what we produce doesn't look like it's from 1987, um, <laughs> which we <laughs> admittedly tend toward that more traditional kind of staid, very professional look and feel. Um, and that energy that you bring and that awareness of that um, was something that struck me so much when we chatted with you during the interview process, because I was like, okay, he gets it. He gets the importance of that history, and but also the importance of bringing it into the 21st century and bringing it into the modern era and making it look new and fresh and engaging to to help people come into it and say like oh i want to learn more about what that is um so i just wanted to say like i loved that that was your approach because that's what we like that's what we needed and wanted for sure <laughs> well brendan tell our listeners a little bit about what you like to do when you're not working what are your hobbies and favorite ways to spend your time uh is everyone's gonna think i'm a nerd <laughs> You're in good company there. Don't worry. Uh, Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Something I like to do. Um. I guess the thing that got me into this field is designing things. And my spare time, that is literally what I like to do. I look at things like, okay, how can I brandify this? And then I'll just do that. Sit there. I remember I told you guys that, (laughs) but in my first uh, interview with you guys, like, I like to brandify things, even if it already looks good. Um, so I sit and do that in my spare time. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself quite yet an avid gym goer, but I am a gym goer. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I don't, I love going to the gym. I love looking at bodybuilding and stuff. My girlfriend probably thinks I'm weird because <laughs> that's, that's all she sees me watch is bodybuilders. <laughs> You're not weird, um, I promise. <laughs> um, Let's see. I okay now. I am obsessed with Marvel and DC Comics, uh, very much. Um, maybe too much because I know anytime anyone tries to debate anything about me, I get very serious suddenly. Um, <laughs> because I can debate any comic book topic. A lot of people, you know, people watch the movies, the MCU. That's fine. Um, it's not canon, but it's fine. but we can talk about what's really real according to the comic books versus the movies because like almost like any other book uh most books and movies like i believe they say like voldemort is described much more creepy and scary in the book than he is in the movie 100 percent. yeah so yeah so that's just like a small example of like I, I don't let me get into it. <laughs> so, we but, can we'll save that for another podcast episode. We can do a Marvel <laughs> comic universe deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then um yes, yeah, I would say that's uh on my day off, like I said, I go to the gym and design things, hang out with my girl, shout out to my girl. Um and that's that's pretty much it. I really like to relax. Um uh, that's something that my parents have joked about me for the, my whole life. They always say, um, when I was younger, I used to always be like, this is the life. Because I just, <laughs> <laughs> because I just find, I will, I will find a way to relax. Like, 
out stress, like I believe there's healthy amounts of stress, but to sit there pulling my hair out over stuff, I'm like, no, like, just relax. Be cool. Kind of chill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brendan, uh, I think that we're very grateful that you know how to relax because between Melissa and myself, I think we've got the stress ball thing like covered. So it's probably good that we have a balance for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Love that energy. Well, Brendan, uh, we are, again, so thrilled that you're here on our team. Um, You're bringing so much wonderful energy, and I can't wait to see what else you can Brendanify, because so far it's been fantastic, Um, and we're thrilled that you're on our team. And we just want to thank you for joining us on the podcast and letting our listeners get to know you a little bit better, too. Likewise. I'm definitely super excited. Thank you guys for having me uh, on here. And yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing to find some more things too. <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> okay, like I'm so thrilled to have these new folks on our team, Melissa. I can't yes. tell you, like truly, the energy that they bring, the new perspectives that they bring, um, frankly, the youth <laughs> that they bring. <laughs> It, it. I'll just say from the um, Michelle is unfortunately not in our membership team. She obviously works on our education team, but on our membership team, Sumaya and Brendan have brought a whole heck of a lot of hilarity to our team meetings. That's for sure. Um, but I'm really excited that they're that they're with us. And I probably said that 800 times when we were chatting with them, but it's really true. Um, it's just great to have you know, new energy and, and new ideas. When you work with good people, it's a good thing. So Absolutely. it's our, our pleasure to work with fabulous friends and colleagues and true amazing association professionals at CMA headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. Every day, every day. Absolutely. Um, so they're just here to make our team even stronger. And we're really looking forward to what that, what that can continue to look like. Um, all right. So in our last episode, we talked a little bit about the National Student Education Conference. Um, we don't need to rehash that. Register if you haven't. Um, <laughs> but Melissa, what other announcements do we have for our listeners? Sure. So just a reminder, as we come up to the end of the CMAA year, and that is October 31st, Spooky. Uh, it would be scary to start a new year without our amazing members. So it is time to renew your 2024 membership. Uh, all those renewals were mailed directly to folks in August. Um, but you can go online right now um, and click renew. Just literally, it's on our homepage. You do have to log into their system, but you can click and look in your My Invoices section, find your invoice and uh hey that we want to we definitely are looking forward to another incredible year together and don't forget it's a great time to add a contribution to the club foundation uh via via your dues renewal you can do that directly by on the invoice the paper invoice or the digital invoice or just by visiting the club foundation's website clubfoundation.org and select donate Uh, that helps propel our industry forward by supporting our scholarship and grants programs. I know we, you hear a lot of those announcements here on our program and through our various communications channels, but that really gives the opportunity for everyone to excel in our industry. So don't hesitate to take this chance to support that. 
absolutely absolutely and we you know as melissa said we want to we want to welcome all of our members back for another great year um, we've got a lot of exciting things planned uh in the coming months and we don't want you to miss out on those so <laughs> you definitely want to get those memberships renewed so that you can keep hanging out with us i mean if for no other reason you get to hang out with cool people like us so there's that <laughs> can you tell us friday i'm loopy <laughs> I, I was going to say on that note, I think that we've wrapped up this episode. I agree. I think we're done. <laughs> um, I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. We're done talking to you for today. Uh, thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Take care, friends. Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org org.